Welcome to part two of the Indie Tracks Review podcast from TrustTheWizards.com. My name is Chorizo Garbanzo, and if you listen to part one of our podcast, then you'll know that I reviewed Friday and Saturday of the festival with my fellow wizard, the one who calls himself Kicker of Elves, no less. Uh, but on this podcast, we're just going to be reviewing the last and indeed the wettest day of the festival, because I was, uh, but I was there on, by myself, on, uh, the only wizard in attendance. But I've recovered now. It's Monday evening, and uh, I'm just about dry. Um, and, and basically, I'm going to now ring up uh, Kicker of Elves and uh, essentially just gloat about how great yesterday was and how we missed out. But before we do that, let's uh, liven things up straight away. Here are one of the highlights of yesterday and indeed one of the most exciting bands I've seen in years representing West London. This is The Tuts with Tut Tut Tut. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Is that you? It's this is me, Kicker of Elves. Yes. Hello. How are you I'm doing? Of, uh, compiling a guided by voices playlist. Yeah, but I'm only 45 tracks in. Ah, okay. So it's just just a usual Monday night for you then. Yep. I've I've rung to tell you all, all about how I got on at Indie Tracks in your absence. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm on the Sunday. It, yes, that's right. Yeah. And, you survived it. Uh, 
differently? Well, it, yeah, it was a bit different weather-wise. It was a bit different to Saturday. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it was raining pretty much all day. Uh, but it didn't dampen my spirits. It dampened my everything else, but not my spirits. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fantastic. Let me tell okay, you all about yeah. it. Let me tell you all about it. What do you want to hear about? Just tell, well, shall I just tell you the lot, shall I? Well, yeah, presumably, because I, I left, I, I don't know, about... Well, early morning, actually. So you presumably you hiked over to the. I did, yeah. I went to a quiz, kicker. A quiz. I took part in a quiz, and I'd like to give a big shout out to my teammates, uh, Matthew, Joe, Helen, and Claire from York, oh. uh, and our team. We, we were called Swan. Wait, did you just say York? York. Ah. York. Um, uh, so and we were called Swanick Betrayed, and we did all right. We did all right in the quiz. Um, we didn't. We didn't um, embarrass ourselves. No. Uh, we got fifty-four out of seventy-four, which was not bad, I thought. No. Yeah, but we didn't win. We didn't win a prize, which was good. The prize was a whole load of free CDs and stuff and vinyl. No. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll see if I can remember some of the questions for you. Um, yeah, I'll, here's, here's an easy one. Which band released twelve singles in one each month in nineteen ninety-two? Yeah, see, one point, one point there to Kickers team. Anyway, I'd just like to say it once again: Matthew, Joe, Helen, and Claire, Swanick betrayed, rule forever. Okay, see you there next year. The team, will, you can join our team if you like next year. Kicker. Well, I don't know. I'd bring very much. Can I just ask? Did you actually have your fist held high in the air as you said that? I did. Yes. Yeah. How did you know that, that when we're not even on that, Skype video call? Yeah, it did sound like it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually did. Um, yeah, well, why not? Anyway, uh, yeah, so I saw a bit of Fire Island Pines after that, um, who were quite interesting. Uh, had an interesting singer. He was a bit sort of Lloyd Coley. He was a bit Lawrence from Felt, a bit and a bit Blue Aeroplanes. Uh, but the well, the star I man. In terms of fringe. No, no, nobody. No, your man from Fever Dream. Uh, I said I called it early. He's he's he won the fringe. There was no nobody even competing with him. Uh, no, nobody even close. Uh, but yeah, and then they had a trumpet player who was who who was, was he was the star of that band for me. But I didn't see all of them. Um, what I did do now, you might recall on Saturday, uh, and regular listener to the to the podcast will know that I like taking notes about footwear and usually yes. band members' footwear. But what we were doing on Saturday, if you recall, uh, well, rather I kind of persuaded you to join in with it. Um, you forced me. I, I, yeah. mean, I, I was involved, but under complete duress. But it was we were we were looking at, at people's shoes to see what is the the fashionable footwear at this year's summer festival, and yes. um, you know there was the usual suspects, lots of Doc Martens and uh, that kind of thing. But what, you, you remind me, what was the most popular shoe on Saturday? Well, I, I think the, the most popular shoe was, was Converse. Converse, exactly the old classic Converse All Stars. Well. As it happened, I was in a bit of a need of a sit down during Fire Island Pines, so uh, and I I was in a good vantage point to to do a little survey oh. of all the shoes that I could see from for where I was sitting. Oh heaven! Yeah, so let me tell you, Converse man, no, no. People who come to festivals are obviously taking more than one pair of shoes these days. Oh. They're a lot more prepared than uh, you know. Didn't have any of that back at Reading in '92. Was no. it wellies then? No, it, no. What? Well, I tell you what. There was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six 
six pairs of wellies that I could see from where I was sitting. There was um, eight pairs of trainers. Um, there was 18 pairs of Doc Martens uh, and 12 pairs of walking boots. So the Doc Martens and the walking boots and the wellies were well ahead uh, on Sunday. Oh, so, what were you wearing, by the way? I actually had changed to walking shoes, um, but they were very old and very crap and very cheap walking shoes, so they, they were already leaking uh, by the time I got to the festival site in the morning. Anyway, anyway. now, let me tell you, I went on a train, mate. I went on a train. Did you see the band on the train? I saw a band on the train. Uh, have you listened to the band OPs? Do you know them? Yeah, from... they, they, I, I, have, I, mean, I only know the one track that was on the, um, the compilation. Yeah, me too, yeah. I yeah. seem to remember it had, had a recorder on it. It did, it did. And it's a kind of quirky little thing uh, about um, being drunk and spewing in the street. And, uh, yes, that's right. It is a bit in that vein. Uh, it's a bit also like an acoustic... Um, it reminds me of Art Brute, the way she's singing it. She's just kind of saying it, really. And yeah. and the fact it's got rather silly lyrics. And the fact that she repeats each line twice actually called to mind Hello, John Got a New Motor by Alexi Sale, one of the finest records ever made. <laughs> and I will punch anybody who disagrees with that. Um, but, yeah, I nearly didn't get on the train because it was packed. Um, but as it turned out, I was. It was. It's basically one carriage of the train, and right. and OPs, which is one woman, down at one end of the of the carriage, yeah. and I was right at the far end. So when the train was going along, I couldn't really hear very much because um, that song, "A Year of the Horse," wasn't entirely representative of what she was playing because that's kind of a keyboard and a drum machine thing, uh, whereas all the other songs she was playing uh, acoustic guitar. But it was very good. Uh, especially so the, 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 the train stopped. The train did stop, and, and the, at that point it got a lot better, because I could hear. Because I couldn't see her anyway, because there was too many people. Even though everyone was sitting down, I couldn't really see her. Um, I've got a photo I'll, I'll, I'll add to the blog post. So I couldn't see her, and I couldn't hear her. So it wasn't at that point it wasn't the best gig I'd ever been to. But when the train stopped at its destination... Was it the best train you'd ever been to? Sorry, the best gig you've ever been to on a train, even though it wasn't particularly good? No, because I've actually been to one other gig on a train before. <laughs> Uh, I've been on the folk train to, um, you know, that thing that goes from Manchester to Glossop. Have you been on that? No. They have a band playing on the train, Manchester to Glossop. Uh, yeah, it's good. Anyway, so so at that point, it wasn't as good as that um, because I could hear that band and see them. But, yeah, then, then when the train stopped, it was, re- it was brilliant, really good. Um, and she had all these songs about, you know, I feel like um, you'd like it. You would like it because it's it's not... Uh, it's miserable. She, 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 yeah, that's why I thought you'd enjoy it. Um, yeah. She, so I bought the EP, uh, and and that's yeah. Again, it's like I say, it's the the EP is even weirder than than the live act actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I saw her in the merch tent later on, and I, and she seemed quite cheerful when I saw her in the merch tent, and I bought her EP. But when I saw her live, I just kind of thought she needed. Someone to just sit down with her and and you know buy her a pint and just just grab her by the shoulders and just say, look, it's gonna be all right. It's well, gonna you know it's gonna be all right. You know what she could probably do. With? She could she could do with a, a little yellow stretchy man. Like you got your stress man, your stress relieving man. That who gave you that? That that was uh, our friend Rodney Cromwell. Oh, you got the stress reliever with uh, with the Age of Anxiety album. Yeah. I tell you what else might cheer her up. Let's play our song. 
Year of the Horse by OPs. So anyway, so after that then, I went back to the main stage and it was absolutely pissing it down by this point. Uh, but it, it didn't matter because Colour Me Wednesday were on. Well, we've played them on the podcast at least at least a couple of times, haven't we, before now. And uh, they were, I, I loved them when I saw them at going up the country, uh, but I thought this time they were even better, even better. They've expanded their lineup. Or at least they had for this gig. Uh, they had two extra people there, uh, one of whom was also in Emma Cooper's band that we peered through the window at the previous night. Um, the, one of the new, the, the new second guitarists. And then there was a bloke came on. You'll like this guy. He came on. You'll like the name of his band. His name was Daniel, but he's in a band called Daniel Versus the World. Oh yeah. That's so uh, I don't know anything about him or them, but I'm going to be checking them out just because. You know, if Colour Me Wednesday like him and he's called Daniel versus the world, he must be good. And in fact, later, later on, when the Tuts were on, they said uh, they gave a shout out to Daniel versus the world and they said next year, book him. Uh, yeah. They were talking to the Indie Tracks people. They're talking to Dano. No, da- Daniel? Dano. Who's Dano? Book him Dano. Oh, book him Dano. All right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, good callback there. Yeah. The, the the kids on the street will all the indie kids will young indie kids will get that one, won't they? So Hawaii Five O reference. Uh, it has no been. No spoon boy. No spoon boy. No. No. Uh, they they're not part of the band. They just did the other bits on the on the split single, but they did play quite a lot from that uh, excellent split EP that we love. Built it. They play that. 
Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure. I wasn't there for the whole thing because I was. On, I only got off the train. Um, uh, they played the one that says about fucking up. Oh, I'll tell you what they did play. They played Half a Life, which is one of my favourites. Uh, yeah, I'm not living half a life. Uh, I'll live twice as hard for half as long. That one. That, that's one of my favourites of theirs. Um, and uh, they played a cover, an unexpected cover, but a bloody good one. Uh, you'll, this, this is probably a song that you're going to go, oh, no. But um, uh, Brian Adams and Mel C, or Dog Spice, as uh, um, someone I know used to call her, um, they did a song together, When You're Gone. Yeah. And, and uh, Daniel and um, Jennifer sang that. And they sang it very well. It's a good song with nice harmonies. So, uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I also then, quite soon after that, I went to see the Tuts in the indoor stage who have um, Hannah from the band, uh, is in both bands. She's in Colour Me Wednesday and she's also in the Tuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Tuts are a free piece. Um, and they, 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 you'll have to check out, check out on Twitter... Uh, what they were wearing because they looked fantastic they were all bright bright colours and uh, Nadia the, the lead singer was dressed in a fantastic fantastic outfit um, check it out um, but they, yeah they got a lot of attitude they have especially Nadia uh, but they bounced around the stage very energetic uh, this was kind of like the, the, the theme for the day was energetic young people young people everywhere kicker I tell you young people Bouncing around on stages, playing punky pop music with fantastic harmonies. Uh, That's very nice. Well, they're, yeah. they're kind of like a, a punkier, cockneyer version of uh, Colony Wednesday, aren't they? Well, oh, talking of uh, with their origins, um, when I was in the merch tent, uh, yeah, the drummer. You went back. In, yeah. uh, of course, I went back in the merch tent. I went back several times, um, and uh, the drummer from uh, the Tuts. I was wearing a, a QPR hat because it was cold. Uh, and and she noticed the QPR hat and and gave out a little super hoops uh, to me, and then we had a chat about. Um, I discovered that they're from Uxbridge. Well, actually, she I think she said she was from Hayes, uh, and I had a chat about um, the six oh seven bus route and uh, yeah, <laughs> which goes she from had, that's Shepherd's Bush to Uxbridge. That is via Southall and Ealing and Hanwell, Acton. You know, yeah, best best bus route in the world, mate. Best bus route in the world. Yeah, um, the, the best song that they... Uh, the, the song I really liked, I really liked all their stuff, uh, including Tut, 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 which we started the podcast before I rang you. We played the Tuts. Um, but they've, there's a, a really great song called Always Always Hear the, Hear the Same Shit, I think it's called. Um, and uh, that was fantastic, but that's as yet unrecorded, but that's going to be immense when that comes out. And they had an impromptu stage invasion at the end, uh, with some some of their fans going up on the stage, and um, oh, and they sung a song with uh, uh, the delightful Jennifer from Colour Me Wednesday as well. Got up and sung sung a tune, and they did an unexpected cover too from the nineties. Uh, do you know remember that song Two Princes? Do you remember that? No. You, you'd know it if you heard it. It's by Spin Doctors. Yeah, you definitely know it if you heard it. Uh, not not as good as an original was the Brian Adams one, but they did a pretty, pretty very good version of it. Um, but yeah, the Tuts. I'm sure we'll be hearing more from them on future podcasts as well. By this point, kicker, yeah. the weather was awful. So, Are you inside for 
mostly, right? Oh, yeah, the touch was inside. Colby Wesley was outside, uh, but it didn't matter. It, it really was raining quite a lot when they were on, but, but it, you know, it, it was easy to forget that it was raining because you, you know, they were so fantastic. Uh, I went back outside and Letitia Sadler was on and uh, it was still very, very heavily raining. I didn't find it quite so easy to forget it was raining when I was watching her. Uh, I don't know if it's the more melancholy mood of the music. The music was fantastic and, and very well played and very well sung uh, and very atmospheric. Uh, but, um, it, it, yeah, there wasn't that many people there and, um, the, yeah, it was, um, it was heavy going in, in every way. Uh, and, and that was actually... They, they shut the main stage down after that and all the other bands that were playing on the main stage moved to the inside bit. So I don't know if that was... You know, because it wasn't safe. There was quite a lot of large puddles forming at the bottom there. Um, but yeah, I went in the church after that, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, had a, I needed to sit down somewhere warm. Uh, oh. And I, I went to see the Leaf Library, who I knew absolutely nothing about other than the fact that I quite liked the song that was on the indie track sampler. Well, interesting enough, they're, they're quite stereo-labby, aren't they? they? Well, they are. They are. One of the things I've written down here is um, it was difficult to come up with some bands that they sounded like because they sounded a bit like a few, but actually not nothing like any of them, which is the sign of a good band, I think. Yeah, well, um, that's, that's right. There's definitely a stereo-lab quality to the, the song that's on the compilation, which is... Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, there's also a bit of beta band in there, um, a little bit of Radiohead when they're at their... Um, at the sort of most crack rocky, um, yeah, on songs like Jigsaw Falling Into Place and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was there early because, um, I, like I say, I needed to sit down. So I got to see him set up. Um, and uh, there was a bloke there, the first person I'd seen, be it a punter or a band member, who was wearing a cravat, no less. Well played. Good luck, and it turned out this this man wearing the cravat is called Simon, and he is from Cosines, uh, and he was he was fantastic. Um, so, but yeah, I know, whilst I, whilst they were setting up, I made notes about a few things. Uh, firstly, I thought, well, this lot are going to be interesting because they've got three keyboards, um, and uh, the drummer had a keyboard. Simon from um, the Cosines had a keyboard, and the girl who was singing had a keyboard. And they were all using them to make sort of weird noises, basically, and, and sort of spacey sounds and, and floaty, floaty, airy keyboard bits. Uh, and when because I was there for the, yeah, because I was there for the sound check, so I got them to the, the guy said right, put all three of them on at once, and they did that, and yeah, I could have sat and listened to that for quite a long time. It was great. <laughs> it was just a load of weird, weird floaty noises, but it was fantastic. Yeah. So, but but obviously when the band started, they were. All, even better. The other thing I noticed before the band started was we now have a winner for the most impressive shoe on display from any band member. Singular? Well, no, no, no. She was wearing two shoes. Um, I'm afraid I don't know her name, but the, the, the lady who sings with the Leaf Library, who was absolutely brilliant, by the way, absolutely brilliant singer, um, she was wearing, you know, polka dots are a big thing with, the, with your average indie kid, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, she had... Nikes, Nike trainers, but black and white polka dots. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, there's, I, I took a picture of that, you'll be pleased to know. Yeah, um, yeah, and the drummer was, 
fantastic in this band. Uh, the the other guy who was singing, um, uh, who was wearing a, uh, who was playing guitar. They were in fact basically it was all all fantastic. Um, and uh, they had a song called Sleep Between Stations, which was fantastic. They kept saying, "Oh, this one, this one we're playing now is on our new album." Uh, for quite a few of them, and it fa- and um, yeah, I'm going to get that new album. In fact, I've been. Well, on, you I've, didn't get it. No, it's not out yet. I, I went. I went to inquire afterwards. Um, in fact, I went to inquire twice uh, because I, I I was I wanted to be so sure that I couldn't buy it because I really wanted to get it. Um, the very last song, by the way, that you would have liked this as well. Um, the uh, they 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 said well, we're going to invite some more people up onto the stage. And uh, that lady from Cosines, who also played with Rodney Cromwell the day before, she was one of the people they invited up on stage. And they had about five people came up with them, and they all had drumsticks in their hand, and they all gathered around the drums. And so basically they all played the drums, but they didn't all play a beat. They just made chaos. I can't put it any other way other than they just made chaos. And this is apparently going to be the last track of their new album. Uh, And if it's anything like... Uh, on the record, if it's anything like that, this is, um, you know, we could be talking best track of the year there, I think. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And it's part of a new genre. The the singer explained it was part of a new genre uh, called indie gospel. Oh. Uh, and it, oh, and I forgot to say, they also did a little uh, impromptu uh, cover of Every Day is Like Sunday. Oh. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know... Uh, you it was Sunday. It was Sunday, and we were in a church. I think that's why you wanted to sing that. Um, but, you know, uh, I saw that uh, you replied to a tweet today from somebody who said uh, something along the lines of, the, the, you know, the best thing about indie tracks is you come home with, with a new favourite band. And I saw you replying to, uh, to say, or, or lots of bands in your case. Well, uh, I've, well, I've got another one here, the Leaf Library. So we're going to play the Leaf Library now. And this is uh, from a previous EP available on uh, Bandcamp. This is the greater good.
kicker. Oh, there's something I forgot to tell you. What's that? Um, you know your man from Bunny Grunt that we saw, Matt, oh, that we saw the day before. One of my many trips to the merch tent, he was playing an acoustic set. Oh. You're going to like this. Okay, You're going to love this. Um, he was playing. He played a, a, a going to Wisconsin by um, the, the Mountain Goats, and that oh, was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic version of that. He followed that up with a song, a cover of a band. Uh, well. You would have loved to see this. This is why you need to go on Wednesday to see him in Liverpool. Well, and, and, you, and you get him to play this song um, because he did a brilliant version of it. it uh, I'll give you a clue. It's a band that you love. It's not guided by voices. Yeah. It's a band that you love yeah. that I'm not so keen on. Sparks? Yes, Sparks. <laughs> yeah. Do you know a song of theirs by, called My Moustache? Yes. Yeah, we played a cover of that. Yeah. Okay, and it was awesome. It was so much better when it wasn't being sung by that bloke from the Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that, that was great. So if you, if you go along on Wednesday, ask, you know, shout out for that. But I've only got... my moustache at him. Yeah, I've only got one more band to talk, talk about, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, Martha. And what about, did you not see Catenary Wires? Oh, yeah, well, I did, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were right at the beginning of the day. Uh, I, forgot to, I forgot to tell you about them. Yeah, the continuing wires. Oh, I also saw, as you know, I've been raving about them ever since I saw them at Going Up the Country as well. Uh, but I didn't know any of their songs when I saw them then, and, sit, and I bought the album then, and I've been listening to it a lot recently. So I saw them again uh, on the main stage in the pissing down rain. Uh, they were very apologetic about the rain. I know it, it, it wasn't their, really their fault. Um, not really. Not, not, it wasn't their fault. I don't know why they kept apologising. But, you know, hearing those songs again... And and, the, and actually, they they are the kind of music that you want to listen to in the rain sometimes. They are but quite melancholy, aren't they? She's, um, Amelia said at one point, she said, These, this is the kind of music you want to listen to in the rain, but ideally, when you're sitting indoors with the rain pattering against the window, <laughs> not standing out in the rain. Um, but yeah. which is All of which is very true. But, um, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Um, the, the, the song, When You Walk Away... It was was a particular highlight, uh, for, and, and the records we never play, fantastic. And uh, the the last song on the album, I can't remember what that's called, but it's basically saying about um, why do things I love remind me of people that I don't, uh, which is a very yeah, like you say, quite a sad song songs in many ways. But yeah, they were brilliant. But yeah, yeah, um, the the last band I saw was um, Martha in the. Um, in the indoor bit, as everyone was by now, um, and they were absolutely stupendous. As you know, they're they're um, you've got well, you've got their album, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Um, uh, and they are um, the drummer is also in Onsin, who you've interviewed for the blog, uh, and we've played on the podcast uh, yeah, before right. now. Um, but yeah, this so um, and Marth, there's four of them, uh, and they all sing. Uh, and uh, they all have fantastic harmonies. Quite a lot of times, the, the, there's two vocals at once, quite on majority of the songs. Very, very poppy, very, very punky, very, very uh, literate in the lyrics, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they played lots off the album, and they played quite a few other songs that I, I didn't know, but they were equally fantastic, including some that there were apparently new ones. Uh, and it seemed to me uh, that that was um, that loads of the bands from the festival had gone to see that 
right next to me was, um, although I didn't realise until the end, but uh, standing right next to me was Emma Cooper, and also uh, just in front of me were all the Tuts and and Daniel versus the World and um, uh, Colour Me Wednesday and uh, the Swapsies were just behind me, and lots of them had all gone obviously to see. Uh, I, I got the impression they're their friends as well as um, they're, they're, they are also fans of the of the band. Uh, yeah, they were brilliant. <laughs> Did the tuts tut? Did the tuts tut? Uh, I didn't. Did the band no, they seem to be enjoying themselves. Uh, yeah, but if they did tut, you wouldn't have been able to hear it over the general clamour. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was fantastic. Um, and uh, the, the, you know those those uh, guys are. I think like Colour Me Wednesday and possibly the tuts. I think we might have seen some future headliners for festivals of this size and possibly bigger festivals mm. um, there because they because they seem to be going places. In, they had a rather funny bit in the middle where um, well both Colour Me Wednesday and the Tuts when they'd done their cover uh, of the Brian Adams song and of the um, Spin Doctors song they both said we think this is the best song ever and then Martha said uh, well one of the lads from Martha said. Um, we're going to play a song we think is the best song ever. And then uh, a guy um, from the Spook School band came on. Uh, the singer from the Spook School came on and he yeah. sung... Uh, the band didn't play it, but he just sang it into the microphone. Um, that that um, Celine Dion song from Titanic. Wow. And, yeah, and then he got about, you know, one verse into it and then he undid all the buttons on his shirt and, and, and ran away. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Kind of a very amusing comedy interlude in the middle. Yeah, that was fantastic. But I think we ought to maybe um, finish off and play one of the songs that from the. There's only so so much gloating I can take from you. There, there is, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening to me gloat. Um, uh, but you know, with with Martha, the lyrics are so fantastic. But a lot of the time, especially live, they go past. You know, the lyrics go past so quickly that you miss them. So I'd like to thank um, Pete Dale from Milky Wimpshake for highlighting this particular lyric to me. Uh, we're going to play a song called 1967, I Miss You, I'm Lonely. Uh, and some of the lyrics in this song uh, go like this. I spent a dirty weekend practising my French, rosy-cheeked. I saw my limitations there in evidence. When I invited Frank and you back to mine for a manche too, I meant menage a toi. You laughed so hard, you cracked your chin against the bar. So I'd like to finish off with this, and I think, Kicker, what we should do is we should dedicate this one to all the fantastic people that we met at yeah. this festival, because it really... Do you, 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 I know you said it uh, on, the, on part one of the podcast that it was uh, so noticeably friendly. Yes, it was. Well, I mean, so, and, and if, we're, if we're dedicating it to, to everybody you met, that is actually everybody there. Yeah, pretty, pretty much is. Yeah, good point. Okay, yeah, so this one goes out to all the bands, all the people who give up their time and effort running labels, all the people who uh, volunteer at the Railways Place and the organisers of Indie Tracks and all the people, all the beautiful people who go to that festival. This is Martha. Good night.
Tomorrow.